How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. EST 2016. This is interviews, music reviews, and more. This is, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are on audio here today. On episode 364 of The Hotter Show, I hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. We have a really exciting episode for you here today, and I try to every single week right here on The Hotter Show. In what is a little bit of a return to form here on the show, as I haven't had a full official interview since like November, I think, which is uh, obviously... Not usually the kind of content I have on here, but we've had some great content over the last couple of months, and I want to thank everybody for their support as I was trying to work through trying to deal with the new work schedule and things of that nature. It's been a little tricky, but we have a kick-ass interview for you here today with voice actor and actor Eric Phones. Now, Eric, you may recognize his name because he's one of my patrons, also a buddy of mine. But he's also a super talented voice actor and has been in some pretty cool projects as far as from actual physical acting. So we dive into all that and where his love of acting and voice acting comes from, some of his favorite projects that he's done. We talk a lot about Baseline Feed, which is a podcast that we both love and have both been a part of. We also talk about his work on the horror narration podcast I do for my Patreon, Tape for Trepidation, and where his love of horror comes from and just some other fun general topics, including our love of uh, Graham Rowett and Mark Taus. <laughs> so big shouts to both of them. And thank you so much, Eric, for coming on, my man. It was a lot of fun. Speaking of tape trepidation, I just want to give a big thank you to everybody who supported last week's episode of the show, which was uh, me sharing a episode of tape trepidation. That episode was all about a creepypasta I wrote for the podcast. Seven years ago, I started a podcast by I only recorded 30 episodes. And that was a lot of fun. I got a lot of really, really good, nice feedback. So I can't thank you all enough. I, I love that project. I love the narration stuff and the creepy stuff. However, I want to rest assured, everybody, that a harder show is not going anywhere. Uh, I'm not going to be. I know it's been a bit of a weird last couple of months, but I have no intentions of stopping doing this kind of content. I did have someone reach out to me and ask straight out, are you just going to start doing like odd random content? for the rest of the year and then like quit doing interviews. I assure you all that's not what's happening. And I'm very excited to be getting back into doing interviews in the next couple of weeks here. And we're starting off once again with a banger with my man, Eric Phones. And we're going to jump into that in just one second as we hear a word from the sponsors who are helping the harder show grow. 
Let's check it out. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. All right, guys, I am honored to be joined here today by my buddy, Mr. Eric Phones. Eric, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, nothing much, man. I'm doing well. Today was a good day. So. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I'm happy we're finally able to do this because, dude, you have some really cool stories to tell us about some stuff, not only from your past, but also talking recently about, you know, you getting into voice acting and things like that. The actor extraordinaire, Eric Phones. <laughs> I'm hyped, man. I'm I'm so happy to be to be doing this with you, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's man, gonna I'm, be a blast, dude. I appreciate your time. I'm pretty pumped, and I'm I'm absolutely honored you have me on here, man. Definitely. So, well, just jumping in head first here, we were talking before we started. Um, some people who are horror and slasher buffs, also, it just if they were around in 2008 in that scene may recognize your name uh, because you were... How would you describe your role here? I was the killer. I mean, I was the guy. Um, I My character name was Bobby Shaw Carver. And basically, there was this whole backstory that we had on set for him that was just like he was mentally abused, physically abused by the sheriff and his brother, basically. And... It was just, it was a really, really deep delve into just being a psycho, um, a psycho redneck. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun being, being the, uh, the bad guy is, is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't usually go into that headspace. And there were a couple of times where I, I, I was thinking to myself, like, what am I doing? You know, like, like it was just one of those things where I would freak out. I would have panic attacks because I had some really dark thoughts during some of the scenes, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun. And of course we're, we're discussing Eric's role in the 2008 movie Carver. Yes. And, uh. Well, real quick, just based off a thing here, based on a true story, Carver depicts the real-life events of five 20-somethings that went camping in the mountain town of Highclon Ridge and never returned. And now, full disclosure, folks, I have not seen the movie. However, I have seen parts of the movie because as not only a fan of Eric's, but also as his buddy, I was like, oh, I want to make sure... I see this and uh, I got to see like some trailers and some footage like that. And Oh, spicy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it gets in there. It gets in there. Well, and what's cool is like, you know, you were mentioning how you kind of had to go into this headspace and I'm curious because 
you know, both of us have dabbled a little bit in in voice acting, and obviously, I want to talk about that with you at length because that's kind of your your main focus now. Yes. But first off, how did you get casted in that role as this like serial killer redneck who you know snaps <laughs> and starts murdering people? There, there is a very interesting story about that. Um, I worked for a subprime lender uh, mortgage you know, mortgage stuff. I've been in the real estate business forever. That's, that's my main thing is like, whatever. But anyway, so I, I just happened to fall in with this guy that needed help doing a movie that he was filming. Anyway, I was like, dude, if you need me to hold a boom mic or whatever, I'm there. So that's what he did. He had me come in to the office. We filmed in the office and, um, that, that movie was called the eighth plague. And that was my first on screen role. Um, I'm only in it for like 30 seconds, but like I, I was part of the crew for a little while. Hey, anyway, brother, that's 30 seconds more than most people. Yeah, th- so. that is very true. <laughs> but yeah, like all I do is stare at the camera for like <laughs> for like 15 seconds, and I'm just like being a creep, and it was awesome. Um, but which anyways, is so far. Re- I don't mean to interrupt you, but like no, it's re- I just have to stress that is so far removed from you as a human being. Like yeah. just you're like the sweetest, nicest guy and everything, <laughs> and I'm just like. Well, that, you know, that's kind of what the headspace thing was all about. Like, I'm not, I'm not a bad guy. I, I, you know, I have intrusive thoughts that like, you know, what if I jab this guy in the neck? Sure. But I would never follow through with that anyway. So I, I just offhandedly said to him one time, I was like, dude, if you ever need a killer for a horror movie, I want to be that guy. And, and the rest is history. He wrote that role for me. So I had to do a, um, I had to do an official. You can't see the air quotes that I'm doing, but an official. Um, oh, why is the word screencast or whatever yeah. it is? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, audition, and I had to read lines from this other character and such. But like, obviously, they liked me enough. The producer said, "Bring him on," and yeah, it was it was just one of those things that I kind of spoke up and advocated for myself and. I got the role. I always say, and I've, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast over the years. If you're just nice to people and you show up and you help out and you're just a constant good presence around people, eventually <laughs> you're going to get an opportunity just based on that. Any opportunity yep. I've ever had in my life has been because of that. that that's the most important thing. Like if you're nice to people, you know, people will come back to you. They're going to want to work with you. So, you know, you can be a mediocre actor or, or whatever, but if you're nice, people are going to want to work with you again. There was something that a gentleman by the name of Hoogie, who is a, uh, he's a guitar and keyboard tech for a band called Shinedown. Um, when I had him on the show, I'm a huge fan of his as a former guitar tech. And he said something interesting to me. This was years ago now, but just, it made me think of it where he said, you know, a lot of people who are doing creative things for a living, they want to surround themselves with people. Number one, like you have to be good at what you do. Yeah. Like that's, that's a given, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people are really good at what they do. Yeah. What they're looking for more than anything is, are you a good hang? Are you a good person? Yeah. Like you don't like I personally myself, like I'm at a point in my life where like, I'm not going to work with anybody or associate with anybody who isn't, like 
a good person and is a good hang. And like, it's just like, I like this person. Like we're buddies, but then also, Hey, you're talented as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's super important. Yeah, no, absolutely. You obviously have to be good at what you did. And, and actually I went on to, um, after that, I didn't do anything major after that, but I did have a production company with a few buddies around here and we, you know, we put together some movies that, and, um, and just, you know, kind of just messed around with with acting and writing and was that confused was that one of them yes yes okay. that was one of them and then there was a night's work and i forget the other one i can't remember the other one but i played a russian guy Ooh. it was it was actually pretty cool quintessential um, evil <laughs> yes 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 comrade that is nice um <laughs> but like what was I? What, what was I saying? Yeah, and, and this goes back to what we were talking about before with the the interviewing thing. Like, I, I I was never really a good interviewer, so like when you came to me, I was just like, okay. But like when 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 they were interviewing me for the extras for Carver, um, they would ask me a question, and my mind would just go blank. I wouldn't know what to say, so it was a lot of like, um, uh, uh. Uh, you know, and and they cut that out. I am not. Which on almost the- <laughs> fits the character, though, kind of right. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it's like even in the people are watching, like, yo, this guy's actually like that. Like what? Like he's like kind of he's a little off kilter. Like, what? what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was good. But yeah, when I when I saw the uh, when I saw you pull up pop up for the first time, like the Eric I'm used to has a big beard and everything, and like when when you popped up. I was like, oh my God. Like, but it's obviously like, it's obviously you clearly like, right, but right, yeah, right. I was Recognizable like, oh my God. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. It was a while ago, but it's like, holy cow. Like what did you have to do to get yourself in that headspace every day? Um, stuff I'm really not proud of. Like I had to let the intrusive thoughts become actual thoughts. Like, and I loved everybody on set. But like when the, the the kill scenes came up, I'm like, I need this guy dead. Um, and, and they were so nice. And I felt so bad thinking like that. But but, you know, just to get into that character, to give the performance that that extra juice that it needed. I was like, uh, you know, Matt Carmody was one of the guys that that I worked with and his death scene. And, I'm you know, you haven't seen it. So I'm, I'm going to spoil this a little bit. But there's a sledgehammer involving, you know, there's a scene involving his face in a sledgehammer. Okay. And Paul Goldblatt, who did all the um, the special effects for that, he was amazing. Um, he made this head out of wax and he was like, you need to get this on the first try. So I had to really psych myself up to be like, okay, Matt, you, you pissed me off for some reason. I don't know. Uh, you talked about my mom. Yeah. But I want you Something dead now. Something like that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it was a lot more. <laughs> it was a lot more gritty than that. But you know what I'm saying. Um, but I took the sledgehammer, and I started swinging at that wax head, and it did not break. <laughs> oh <laughs> it's no! Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so it took me quite a while to actually get that that head to break. Like Paul just m- must have made it out of titanium or something because it, it took me quite a few swings, but we got the effect that we wanted. Like they, these guys, man, 
like they took the special effects to a whole new level with practical effects. But yeah. Anyway, when, when I was in that headspace, I was so angry and my head was nothing but I need to kill this guy. I need to pop his head and he needs to die. And I, let me tell you this, like after about 10 swings, like I finally got it, but I had to leave. I had to go outside. I started crying. I started freaking out, just like having this, this anxious moment, you know, that I couldn't release while on camera, of course. And luckily I was wearing a mask over part of my, my face. Cause I, I, I just like tears were coming up as I was having these thoughts that this guy was, of course, in the moment, I wasn't thinking that I feel bad about it. But right after that, once he said cut, I was like, I got to go. And I, I took it. I stood outside. And I started bawling. Like it was, it was free. You know, I, I smoked about three cigarettes because at the time I smoked, I don't anymore. But yeah, like I chain smoked like three cigarettes. Just bleh. took me a little while to get over that. Well, I think um, it's. I think that speaks to you as a human being too, yeah. right? Like I've made no qualms about the fact that uh, you know. I think of you as a buddy and like what a great guy and sweet guy you are. So it's like, yeah. I'd be the same way. Like I'd be like, I need a minute. Like you need, like I need to just let this go because I don't like how I'm feeling right now. Right. Yeah. You don't want to hold that to anybody in your life. You know? Yeah. No, no, no. And that was the worst of it. That, that was the, the worst uh, scene for that. Like, you know, with the, the, there's a couple scenes where I had to um, like stab somebody in the knee and and stab somebody in the eye with a or get stabbed in the eye with a piece of wood um that was nothing that sledgehammer thing <laughs> i don't know it was fun to swing that sl sledgehammer though i could say that'd be That's, a lot of fun though yeah like, it, let's was, be real. it was a lot of fun <laughs> um but yeah i mean th that's just one of those things where i i i wasn't on set being a dick to everybody i got along with everybody mm -hmm. you know and that kind of it didn't make it hard to switch back and forth though like I thought it would, but it didn't. Well, at the end of the day, like we're all, anyone who's in that situation, I would like to think everyone understands that like, hey, we're all, you know, we're all creative. We're all working towards the same goal. So, hey, if in a moment I'm a dick to you because I'm totally in character and have to be in that headspace, you would understand, you know, but at the same time, you can't walk around and just be a dick all the time. Well, I'm a <laughs> yeah. method actor. It's like, dude, like, I can't no, remember no, who Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, I can't remember who, <laughs> who was it who said about method acting. They, they, I don't remember. It was a huge, this huge older star who was like, oh, yeah, people who method act, like they, they don't have any talent, blah, 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 blah. Like you should be able to turn that off. I don't know, and I was that. like, I don't agree with that. Yeah, but, I don't agree with that. Yeah, but I get I his know. point. But I don't. Yeah, I don't definitely don't yeah, agree with I it. Yeah, I think I think the point was like, well, if you're playing someone like Carver, and you're walking around all day in character, like, I mean, that, that's got to not be pleasant for anybody. You know what yeah, I mean? No. Like, but then again, I'm a huge, you know, wrestling fan as you know. So like, yeah. the '90s kayfabe, all that. So like, I I get it and totally respect that. <laughs> right yeah and that that actually came up a couple times during filming where he was telling me that i had to react bigger and i was like i i used to be a big fan of wrestling too i don't watch it anymore i think it just i, I don't know it just kind of went off the rails for me but but he was directing me to you know basically act bigger so i'm just like okay so there's a scene where i get hit in the back 
with with a lead pipe. And let me tell you, the I think it was the um, fourth or fifth take. Well, first off, the fourth take, dude, actually hit me in the head, and I was kind of pissed. But but it, it's it's good, you know. He was a he was a sweet guy, and I, I let it go. Um, but no, the 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 fifth take, I was just like, I did that whole thing, and and that's what they wanted. So whatever works, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's because funny. I've always been told that with the screen, you got to act small. Mm-hmm. But he wanted me to go big on that. I'm just like, that's that goes against everything I've been told. But yeah. But I guess when the when the director of the movie tells you something, you're kind of like, well, yeah. Let me. Uh, let I'm me, not let one me to argue with the director. Yeah, no. It, maybe after you get a few more, uh, <laughs> a few more movies under your belt, there, kid. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> a few more, a few more voice acting roles too under your belt, then you can start arguing with people. But uh, I don't feel like my character would do this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I had no, no hand in writing this, but I really don't feel like he would do that. Yeah, yeah, that's always fun. It's like oh, I don't know if my character would do this. It's like ah, listen, let's let's relax, you know. But that that's awesome, man. I mean, I'm so glad that. I was able to at least do some looking over with Carver because it's such a cool thing. And I mean, I know there's been like, while I was trying to find a version of it to, to watch like Carver is like this, like cult classic and like all these people like still talk about how I saw a few people that were like, yo, like the guy who played Carver was awesome and blah, 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 blah. Like whatever happened to him. And I was like, that's like, that's cool. Right. (laughs) I'm still around. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I know. Um, I, I have actually made friends internationally because of this. And, um, you know, they, they subscribe to my fan page and all that good stuff on Facebook. And, um, and they just, you know, they, they reach out to me personally. I've, I've still got people reaching out to me personally, telling me that, that I meant, you know, that that I did a good job, and they they actually tell me that I meant a great deal to them, and that's when I'm just like, okay, okay, all the, right. This, yeah. this serial killer, crazy redneck guy who kills people meant something to you, like what? Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, like oh, okay, block. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know what they mean though. Like yeah, when yeah, someone yeah. when someone's a big part of your life, like maybe that was some of the first horror they ever saw. Right, yep. like very well could have been that could you know Carver could have been someone's first horror movie. You always remember the first thing that made you go, oh, oh God! Like yeah. <laughs> you always remember that, right? Make sure you get the Grizzly edition when you're looking stuff up. I don't know if they if they okay. say that on there, but um, oh, I want to tell you about this scene so bad, but I don't want to spoil it for you. I want to get your real reaction okay. on it. So. Okay, we're, we're we're cooking something up for that, by the way, folks. So stay yes. tuned for that, but. I want to shift gears a little bit here because okay. we've mentioned a little bit too about your voice work. Yes. And when I got to know you, it was as an aspiring voice actor. You just started kind of dipping your dipping your toes in in the voice acting stuff, so to speak, with the whole like the gray rooms uh, discord and all that. Let me tell you, um, there were a lot of HR meetings on that, dipping my toes and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to dip them in? Jam or jam? Do you have a yeah, jam. jam? Like okay. uh, strawberry preserves, to be specific. Strawberry preserves. I like. I like doing it in marmalade. <laughs> um, which is you know. What are you, Paddington? Anyone <laughs> who, anyone who likes marmalade, uh, definitely a serial killer. So you know, <laughs> take that how you will. That's um, the, the cocaine bear is actually the sequel to Paddington. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
Oh God, that was funny. <laughs> I still haven't seen Cocaine Bear. I, gotta see I, I want to see it so bad. Yeah. But anyway, voice acting. Yes. So, what made you want to get into the voice acting world? I'm gonna be 100 honest with you on this. I have no clue. I don't know. Um, I just I'm a big fan of No Sleep. You know who who isn't in the oh, horror yeah, community? Of Come on. I was just about to say. Um, but like. I've been listening for years and my buddy actually, I, I owe everything to my buddy at work. And like, you know, when it comes to the podcasting stuff, um, he got me, I was, I was asking him, I was like, do you know any good horror podcasts? He was like, yeah, check out no sleep. I'm like, okay, I'm in. So I checked him out, listened to it for a couple of years. And I was just like, okay, I can definitely get into this. Um, and then, uh, you know, that, that led me to the gray rooms and then that led me to, you know, your show. And basically, it, <laughs> 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 oh, God, sorry to hear that. <laughs> the Grey Rooms. The harder show. <laughs> yeah, the Grey Rooms and your show. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, it, it just, it really just sparked something in me. Um, and specifically, I got to call him out. And I don't know, he'll probably never hear this, but uh, Graham Rowett is, um, First of all, he's a really cool guy. You know, the, the couple times that I interviewed, that, like interacted with him, he was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he's my favorite voice actor of all time. And he, he was, he's a pretty great guy. We, sh we share that. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, and he, and he inspired me. He inspired me to, to want to get back into acting. Cause I always, I already had the acting desire, but I was like, how can I do this in a way that would be advantageous to me and I could put my best foot forward. And I thought that that was voice acting because I've always been told I'm so expressive, how my voice is just like, um, you know, I got the face for radio and, and my, my voice is pretty pleasant for the most part. And I can do accents, you know, I could do all sorts of stuff. Um, so it just made sense to me. And also I think that as someone who is slowly trying to get into the voice acting world myself now, like it's definitely, you can start to get work pretty quickly. It's just, is it going to be what you want to do? Yeah. And luckily, I, I don't think I'm out of turn to say this, being in that gray rooms discord was a wonderful place to start. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yes. Speaking on Graham, like Graham was always a fountain of knowledge uh, for anybody who yes. wanted to, you know, anyone who would ask him. Yeah, you know yeah what I pretty mean? much. And not just him, but everyone, you know, I could sit here and list everybody who was involved. Yeah, right. Aaron Lillis and Sarah. <laughs> yeah, literally everybody who was involved with that. Um, but what was the the first thing that you did with voice acting, like what, what was the first thing that you like, you got like a, a role and you're like, Hey, I'm going to actually sit and record this. And how was that experience for you? Um, I can't remember the very first thing. I think it might've been for, for your tape. Really? I think that might've been the first I thought, one. I thought you had done something else before that. Was that really the first no. thing? No, I think I oh. think the only thing. No, I did an audition for for Baseline, but uh, the first real role I had was was Redbox. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, well, jeez, so. I didn't know that. I'm honored to be able to say that. Yeah, that, that uh, was the first publication. That was my, my, my debut. That's awesome, dude. I didn't yeah. actually know that. That's cool. I knew it was, you know, one of probably your first 10, but I didn't know that was your first thing. Yeah, no, it was literally my first. I, I you know, I, I didn't really start putting myself out there until I got my my setup. And um, I, had, I had a lot of input from somebody from the gray rooms discord that we won't mention but like he he's the one who got me into this this microphone that i'm speaking into now he said it was the best one so i didn't really put myself out there until after i had everything set up um and yeah yeah your bread box was the first first time i was out there that's awesome well and, and shout out to that person you know because obviously as, as things happen in life, but uh, let's just say that we both owe them for that, you know, yes. because yes. I was, when I was looking for someone to do Breadbox, let's let's talk about that for a minute, that's interesting. When I was looking for someone to do Breadbox, and folks listening at home, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, my Patreon uh, podcast, I have tapes of trepidation. You guys have probably heard me talk about it a whole bunch, because yeah. it's like my new obsession. I love it. Gift as much as I love money. doing this. Yes. If you give me $5 a month, I'll give you a horror narration podcast. For only one cent a day. <laughs> for only one cent. Hi, I'm TJ Hodder. And for only one cent a day. <laughs> but I was looking for someone to do this weird little creepy pasta that I found. And I'd never heard of it. No one's ever narrated it to my knowledge. And I found this weird little creepy pasta that was all based around a bread box. And like, I was like, this is the weirdest little thing. And I don't want to spoil it, folks. I want you to listen to it because it is actually, if you go back to October of last year, I did a offering of uh, Tate's Trepidation episodes one through six. And episode five is the bread box episode that features Eric. And basically the character that Eric plays is, I think it's, I like literally pictured you when I was like, because I kind of had to like write some weird little dialogue for it. And mm. I was like picturing like, I was like, oh, I, need, I need someone like Eric for this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, hey, do you want to hey, do this? I'm like, someone like Eric. Hey, you know who's <laughs> like Eric? Eric. Oh, that's, gosh. Oh. That's so surprising. I know, you right? had me on the edge of my seat there. I yeah. paid for the whole thing, but I just needed the edge. <laughs> And it's like, you know, I, the homeless man. Oh, I want this person to sound like Tanner's weird voice that he does. So it's like, <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> no, he, we played well off each other on that, like without even like collaborating or anything. Tanner and I actually play well off each other. I don't know if you've listened to Scary Corp yet, but. Oh, I sure we, have. And we're going to talk about that oh, for yeah, sure. We'll talk about that. But um, um, yeah, it was just one of those things where, you know, you came to me. And said, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I'm oh, sorry, am I allowed to? Curse no, you're on good. This? You're good. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, no, absolutely." And um, and I just sat down and did it. You know, it, it was just one of those things that that I I jumped right into, and I can't tell you the exact point where I got the 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 passion for voice acting, but I'm really glad that I did because I love it. I love it. And it's nothing about fame or it's nothing about getting my name out there. It is just a lot, a lot of having fun. Like if I never get paid for it, I mean, it would be nice to get paid for it, but, but you know, if I never get paid for it, I'll be happy. I really would. It, it's, it's, it's a hobby 
But yeah. I mean, if I get some sort of modicum of recognition, cool. If I get paid for it, cool. But it's not a requirement. I'll, I'll do this forever for you and Tanner and whomever for free. Well, that's really good to hear because uh, <laughs> I, can, I can assure you that we'll be working together for sure going forward. Well, that's but I can relate to that too, man. Like with Tate's Trepidation, like, yeah, it's my Patreon podcast per se, but yeah. all my Patreon funds goes to podcast stuff to keep the podcast going at this point. Right. Like right. that's, I don't, you know, and uh, for the record, folks, as soon as I hit my goal, um, Let's just say anyone who uh, does some voice acting for me may or may not get a little compensation. So let's hit that goal, folks. Uh, yes, uh, yes, please. Yes, so please, I can give Eric please, money. God, please. No. <laughs> I can, I'm like, here's a shiny quarter just for you. <laughs> Hi, Eric. This is Paul Stanley, and I just want to give you this shiny quarter. Um, actually, that would be more like Gene Simmons. Who would uh, Anyway. Yeah. Up on the yeah, I'm Gene Simmons. <laughs> and this is Gene Simmons, and I'm here today to explain to you why you are making 25 cents for an hour's worth of work. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just doing that for fun, really. Yeah. It's yeah. also, it's for my patrons, but like, if I wasn't having fun doing it, I wouldn't be doing it. I'd be doing literally anything else. And it's such a fun way to express yourself. And oh, especially yeah. being, I can speak for myself, a pretty reserved person for the most part when it comes to like you know i don't like walk around like yelling at people and stuff so getting out that those you don't then why dark, do you do it so dark, much just, yeah i know right why do i do it literally i mean if you don't day? like it then why are you do it yeah. no. and i find for me now if i don't get to sit down at least like maybe like once a week for the most part and like work out like a a a, a recording of like something super dark yeah. I find I'm just not as like in a good of a mood. Does that yeah. make sense? Like yeah, no, it like purges it that darkness. I think it was uh shouts to Mark Taus, who I had on the show a while ago. Oh, you did? And, oh, he's awesome. And he said something about he said something on the lines of that where it was like it helps him like purge the dark thoughts. Yeah. Writing what he what he does. I mean, he's oh. brilliant. He's incredible. I love Mark. He, he is amazing. He's he's actually one of my favorite horror authors. Him and him and Gemma Amore. Like they kind of, they're the tops for me, um, especially right now. But I, I've actually talked with Mark a couple of times on Instagram and, and Twitter and oh yeah, I have that. I have that. I have all, and, I, um, I got this and then I got Nana out in the, uh, out in the living room and I'm getting crows very soon. So I'm excited. I have, I have Nana, I have Hope Wharf, I have 3,300. Yeah. And, um, I plan on getting the rest of them. Anyway, this is this is the Mark Tows podcast. Yes, with TJ and this Eric. This is the we appreciate <laughs> Mark Tows podcast. Uh, this is this is a podcast about Mark Tows and nothing else. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I'll send this to it too. I'll be like, brother. No, we like that's the thing is like we're both fans of similar stuff. So like yes. we're gonna we're gonna rip on stuff like that. But yeah, but he he's a good guy. I, I wish that he didn't yeah. live in Australia so he could come to the U.S. But you know whatever. <laughs> Yeah, big, big, big shout to Mark Davis for sure. Awesome guy. But um, moving on from the bread box stuff, because it, it's, well, actually, just I just want to ask you something real quick about that. Mm -hmm. When I sent you the script mm -hmm. for it and you saw the last scene, like without giving it away, what was your initial thought when you when you read that? 
honestly, I, I wasn't expecting it. Um, it was uh, it was definitely a surprise, and it was um, <laughs> it was a pleasant surprise actually because you know too many horror stories and movies these days the, the ending kills the whole thing for me and that didn't like that that was a nice little oh fudge and that yeah. was your literal like yeah that's what i loved about it so much man like just when you sent me your like your take for it i was just like this is exactly what i pictured in my head and well, that that made I me. I, mean, I was already a fan of yours, but like that made me more of a fan of yours. I mean, <laughs> you just like me for my beard. It's okay. I mean, yeah. For those of you listening at home, Eric has a fantastic beard, and uh, I'm TJ's filled beard with is not, beard. This, this is the beard podcast. With <laughs> we've we've changed three times now. This is now the beard <laughs> podcast. Well, actually, it wouldn't be. It'd be more like, this is the beard podcast, bro. Blabbing about beards with Eric and TJ. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, no, I, and I, you know, since then you've done a couple other things as well for me for tapes. And I mean, it's always awesome. And I, I, I know we're that. working on something right now. And I'm very, yep. very excited about that. I'm but, excited about that too. That's going to be fun. Yes. But moving on, because you mentioned Scary Corp. Yes. <laughs> I want to go oh, to this. Um, my first real. You know, not real, but my 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 first really dig deep into it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, your main you. your main debut because yeah. at the end of the day, the tapes is a Patreon thing. Let's, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, no, that I was absolutely blown away that I was asked to do that. Um, especially since it was written by my friends uh, Arthur Unk and um, Tori. And they just, uh, they're both fantastic writers. I always enjoy reading their stuff. But I was blown away that they asked me to do that. And I'm I'm still like kind of reeling from it, even though it's been released, even though it's been recorded. I'm still like, man, I had a, I had a good time with that. And they asked me to do it, of all people, because they know a lot of talented, talented people. And it was just one of those things where... I was not expecting something like that, you know, to be invited to do something like that. Like, like we've talked about, I'm, I'm just getting into the business, you know, and, and, you know, baseline feed is, it's another podcast that both TJ and I have been on. Um, they, they cater to new voices, new writers, everything like that. But still, it, it's just one of those things that, that like I got picked for that, you know, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That story re- had me reeling. It was a lot of fun. Go check it out. <laughs> yes, episode three, season two of Baseline Feed, folks. Check it out. It's uh, it's my favorite episode, and not just because you're in it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the banter between you and Tanner. <laughs> oh, that was so much is, fun. Like Without even getting yeah. in the same room or having an idea of what each of us were doing, Man, I just, I don't know how we synced up so well like that, but it was just one of those things that came together. And then, you know, CM popping in once in a while as the computer, like yeah, just she, everyone on that did an incredible job, but you three, just the, the combination, I was yeah. like, this is, this is great. And I mean, I listen, let's, let's be really real for a second. Y'all are my friends. So if it sucked. I wouldn't be like, guys, this sucks. But I'd be like, mm. so like, 
you know, I would, cause I would want the same thing, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah, how no, we, absolutely. we always, we all have that working relationship. Like, that's hey, how we if something, grow. Yeah. If something isn't great, we'll be honest with each other. Mm-hmm. But like this was <laughs> fucking awesome. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it was, uh, it was great. And it's such a weird interesting little story too yeah and and funny thing is i had to send him two different audio clips i i i uh are you raising your hand really when i'm talking sorry no <laughs> i pressed the wrong button i pressed um, the wrong button my apologies i'm just messing with you i had to have my diva moment there because you know <laughs> do you know who i am <laughs> i'm carver god damn it <laughs> um i had to send uh, uh tanner two different voice uh, uh files because one had me just, you know, doing the regular lines. And then the other one was where I went nuts and started screaming and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to send him a different one for that because I think you have to be in a different headspace like we've talked about to really get into the fear and the the screaming and the frustration that that was encountered during that story. Again, um, I, I won't go too much into it because I want your listeners to to go out and check it out, and especially check out Baseline Feed in general. They're they're really great people, and they they put out a good product. Honestly, world class as far as I'm concerned. Like with yeah, when it comes to the audio drop, and I'm not just saying that because they're my buddies, and I was on an episode. I'm not just <laughs> saying that because of that. Because <laughs> uh, I was actually Eric was episode three, and I was episode four. Uh-huh. So, you know, paving the way for me again, obviously, yeah, is yeah. Eric. He's riding my coattails. What yeah. can I say? Oh, that's all I do. Yeah. Man. I, I ride people's coattails all the time. How do you think I get anywhere in life? I just like show up and I'm like, hey. hey. The thing is, I was actually wearing coattails that day. Ha I had one of those Bugs Bunny tuxedo things, you know, <laughs> where you whip out the back and then Sits sit down, down in the and, booth. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. But yeah, like it was, and it's such a fun story. And like they're, they got, they got such, got such a great group of people over there. And it's just, yeah. and I'm sure I'm not speaking out of turn to say that you're working on more stuff with them too mm-hmm. in I the am. future. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> Me too. Has there been anything else that you've worked on in the, in the voice world right now that you can talk about? Or are you kind of um, just slowly I, picking away at it? Yeah, I'm still just picking away at it. Um, basically, my main thing is is working with you and, and Baseline. Um, I'm trying to find other ways to get myself out there because, like I said, again, I want to do it for me. You know, that I've decided that I'm going to start doing more artistic things for me. I'm going to start. I, I actually do have a story that I'm working on um, that I'm writing. Ooh. And, um, and also, I, I have a passion project when it comes to narration that i'm actually working on um and and i'm just gonna go ahead and world debut put this out there um i've always wanted to narrate the pit and the pendulum by edgar Allan poe for some reason that story has always stuck out to me since i read it in like high school which was a billion years ago but um it's one of those things that that i just always wanted to do and i was like you know what i'm i'm just gonna do it so that that's that's coming down the pipe. Um, that's awesome! Exclusive worldwide, <laughs> folks. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Um, other than that, like I've got a couple of things that I want to do. Um, my my son and I, you know, outside of horror, um, my son had had it really hard, uh, and it, I'm kind of shifting gears big time here. 
But no, my son had it really hard like early in life. He was in the NICU for like a month. And um, my 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 wife went through some things. Uh, she had a stroke and and a a seizure while having him. And uh, and he had to he had to stay in the NICU in Johns Hopkins and here in Baltimore. And even before he was born, like in utero, I would read him Winnie the Pooh stories. And that's that's kind of our thing. Like as he's gotten older, we've still stuck with that. Like we stuck with the Winnie the Pooh stuff. So I would love to do a production of that at some point because now it's 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 in the uh, was it common? Yeah, Creative Commons or whatever yes. it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would love to do something with that because um, I've had a lot of I've had a lot of practice doing the voices because I would do them all. When I was reading to him, even when he was like before he was born, I would still do all the voices for him. And um, yeah, I would love to do something like that. But but other than that, you know, I'm just kind of just kind of riding the tide, man. Just doing things here and there. And what's well, what's cool too, like talking about non horror related stuff. Like, yes, we're both huge fans of horror, and yes, the horror narration stuff is definitely my forte. But, you know, I, I can speak for myself going back to baseline for a minute. Like the story I did for baseline was not even remotely something I would have ever casted myself in. Yeah. And that was the most intimidating thing in the world. And even Scary Corp, like, yeah, it's kind of a super like paranormally kind of like yeah. I don't even sci-fi it's horror adjacent yeah but <laughs> it's like still just different enough that like yeah. you're it's like kinda, cabin in the woods yes so, right yeah. yeah 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 so it's definitely cool to see things like that and to, to see people you know go outside of their comfort zones so to speak and try yeah. different things um and I mean it's, yeah, good it's always good that. to try different. It's things. good. Oh yeah, you can't you can't pigeonhole yourself. Like Even, that. I mean, yeah. that's how you grow as an mm. artist. Like I know that we both like uh, Risa Montanez. You know, and and she she's she's an awesome voice actress. But like I've heard her Killer. do different things. Like like from Instagram, she does these exercises, and I'm just like, wow, she's amazing. And um, like from SCP archives and creepy. Like she, she just always puts together something that's different, even though it's all horror based, quote unquote, but she, she's always got this, this new air about her when she does something different. And that's, that, that's how you grow as an artist. Challenging yourself is super important. And I think yes. that's not even just for creative people and artistic people, but like anyone in life, No, absolutely. challenging yourself to try new things and to go outside of your comfort zone in some way is so important yes. and it's how you grow as a person and have, you know, maybe even if it's like, you know, having an uncomfortable conversation you need to have, like that helps you grow too. Like there's so many ways you can grow. And as creative people, it's so important to, to push those boundaries for sure. Yep. You know, like even like just like for myself, like, I did a reading of, um, uh, oh my gosh, at Christmas here. Um, oh no, I'm going to draw a blank on my own. I always do this. I always draw, <laughs> but it was, it was a Christmas story and I usually do horror stuff, but I was like, you know what? I want to do something very outside of my comfort. Oh, uh, towards the night before Christmas. Ah, uh, yes. And 
I was terrified to put that out because I was like, it's just me reading this Christmas story. Yeah. And I had an opportunity to do it at work, actually, random, just randomly. And that was what inspired me to do it because I did it. And a couple of the people were like, you know, like I was reading to these kids. Like I work at a school, obviously. And mm-hmm. I'm reading to the kids and like the person's like, yo, like have you ever done this before? And I was like, well, I do. So I kind of explained a little bit and she was like, well, you could easily do like non creepy stuff too. Like, and I was like, wow, that's cool. So it's, it's a challenge. And I would like to even put this out to you now. I would like to challenge you to do Winnie the Pooh just for okay. me. I want to challenge you to do that and I'll, I'll put it together for you because okay. I want to hear that now. Let's do it. Cause that's, okay. that would be cool as that's hell. That's perfectly fine. I, w- I would have to layer it a little bit, but you know, um, yeah. You yeah, send me this stuff. I'm just, I'm just putting you on the spot on air here. Like you just, you said, no, we'll have to release it or nothing, but just let's, let's do I, it. Cause I, I want to hear it. I'm on board. Okay. I'm on board. Let's do that. <laughs> this is what we do here. The harder show now heading into, uh, because this is actually, by the way, folks, the first official interview of 2023. <laughs> We're starting <laughs> off with a bang. We're only two We're, months late, but sorry, it can only get better from here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It's all down here, hill from here, folks. Um, next week, I'm going to have Tanner on. No, I'm just kidding. Love you, Tanner. No. Um, but yeah, like, I think it's so cool to have conversations like this and to challenge each other as, as Absolutely. creative people. And that's that's awesome. I, I, I think that would be. And that's, that's part of the problem with like the, the um, everybody gets so wrapped up in advancing themselves that they don't want to you know challenge anybody else it's like you know if you don't challenge yourself you're always going to be here where i'm going to get you know if i if i do stuff on my own you're i'll advance higher than you and and i Mm -hmm. think that's part of the biggest problem in the artistic world today is that people don't push each other well and that's what i think is so awesome about our little kind of group that we have rolling here like baseline feed whose entire platform is you know providing a platform to bring people up and to get people into the not only the audio drama world but like the voice world and to basically give them a voice to be like hey have you ever wanted to try this we don't care if you have any experience let's do it let's walk you through how to do this and you know it's so important to have things like that, but also too to have people out there who are willing to pass on that information. If you ask people like a Graham Road, who is always happy to, I mean, he's not going to give you a, a seminar for three hours, you know, you, gotta, you, gotta pay for that shit, you know, if he wants to do that, but uh, like, it, it's so awesome to have people out there like a baseline feed, you know, just going back to them again, like who do stuff like that. Yep. Well, talking about, you mentioned, um, obviously, Graham Rowett, and then you mentioned uh, Risa. Are there some other voice actors that really inspire you? Um, yes. Yeah, Peter Lewis, which we've had many oh, yeah. deep oh, conversations about. Oh, that guy. Anyway, um, uh, Peter Lewis is, is one of my favorites as well. Um, Sarah, Sarah Thomas. She is absolutely amazing, and 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 Erin uh, Lillis actually, she 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 can take anything and make it 
dramatic and I love it. And, um, and you know, she, um, I listen to her a lot like her and, and, uh, Dan, Dan, Dan Zapula, when they had Zapula, sorry, is that Dan Zapula, when they have scenes together, well scenes, but you know, when they have stuff together, it, they always play off each other so well, but I'm always listening to the both of them, um, how they play off each other. And, and it kind of gives me an idea of how to like inflect and stuff. So I, I, I learn by listening and doing that's my thing. I'm very tactile. Um, so we've got, and then, I mean, like professionally, like big time professional, the late great Robin Williams, he was, uh, that man could do anything. Almost underrated as a voice actor. Yeah, absolutely. Like really, absolutely. like just obviously a comedic genius, obviously an incredible actor. Yes. Um, but like as an actual voice actor, yeah, like one of the best. You look at uh, Fern Gully, like nobody's seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the people that have are just like, you know, this is weird, but, but Robin Williams performance gets lost in a lot of the, um, politicalness of the movie in general, but he, he was so zany and he, he was, it was such a big loss to lose him. But yeah, he, he, like you said, underrated as a voice actor, just like Prince is underrated as a guitar player, but, <laughs> um, as far as voice acting, I mean, I, I've always just, I enjoy listening to everybody's iteration of stuff. And, and I pick and choose and I like kind of do my own thing. You know, nobody, nobody directly. Let me take that back. So, you know, I do have some direct influences, but for the most part, I just do it like I want to do it. You're not trying to like specifically imitate somebody when yeah, you're yeah, doing no, it. I, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there are, there are a couple of people that I might sound like, you know, but, but I, I, I don't think they're close enough to be like mistaken for that person. Yeah. Um, but I, I adore pretty much the whole no sleep, <laughs> the whole no sleep cast. Um, you're, you're a fan of SCP archives as well. If I'm yes, not mistaken, I am. Right. Yeah. Yes, I am. And that whole, I mean, Basically, everyone involved with, you know, No Sleep and SCP Archives and uh, Creepy. Yeah, I like, like Creepy a lot. Anyone, any, there's so many people we could throw in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John John from Creepy, he's, he's a pretty cool guy from what I understand. And, like, I always enjoy his narrations and such, so. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Creepy and his work on SCP Archives. Like, yes. Yeah. I owe SCP Archives so much, dude. Like seriously, like getting getting into horror, it was all really stems from SCP archives in the gray rooms. Like, which is so weird to think about. But then now, if it wasn't for SCP archives, I wouldn't have found Graham Rowan. If it wasn't for Graham Rowan, I wouldn't have found the gray rooms. If it wasn't for the gray rooms, I wouldn't have found the Discord that then introduced me to all these wonderful people that I now consider very good friends. That. We're able to say, hey, you should check out this movie. Or, hey, you should check out this movie. And slowly, it's like now I'm slowly becoming a pretty big fan of horror <laughs> in <Yeah>. all aspects, <laughs> right? I've always been a big fan of horror. Like ever since I was little, like I remember being five years old and watching Gremlins. 
I think it was five. I think it might have been later than that, but Gremlins in the theater. You know, that's not really a technically a horror movie, but you know, I was a little kid. Well, I was you were scared a kid, of the freaking yeah. you know, monsters. Um, but that that's actually one of my key memories is watching that. And there were a couple other horror movies that I probably shouldn't have been watching at that age. Um that I remember watching and being like terrified by, but like, you know, later on in life, it's just like, it didn't desensitize me at all, but it, it made it so I can tolerate things on screen. The only thing I can't tolerate is, is children being hurt and pets being hurt, but who, who can like, I man, you'd be surprised that, well, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Fair enough. But like, if, if, Man, if there is a, an animal being injured in, in your movie, I'm not going to watch it. Like I just, no, I'm good. there's no I'm no good. animals were harmed in the filming of Carver. So no animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Get back here! You might hear a cat <laughs> randomly in the background. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Well, you you were talking about horror movies, and I was gonna yes. I was gonna bring this up here. Um, do you have like say like a top five favorite horror movies that just really did it for mm. you? Top five favorite. I mean, The Exorcist is the most terrifying movie I've ever seen. I, I got to see that in the theater a uh, long time ago, and it was it was so much fun, but it was so terrifying. Linda Blair, in that it, it, she just does such a good job. Um, and then the the original Evil Dead. And the remake of The Evil Dead. Both of those just like, give me the tinglys. I, I, I love me some Bruce Campbell. Um, and the on the remake, the the new quote unquote Ash, she was she was fantastic as well. I can't wait for the new um was it Rise of the Evil Dead or something like that. Whatever the whatever the new one's gonna be. Um I'm so excited for that. Um Yeah, you know, I I watch a lot of horror watch a lot of horror and and there are just some that that kind of stand out to me and there are others that don't like the first purge was pretty good i mean i don't know if that's top five but that's one that stands out to me like i can't sit here and list my my top five horror movies but i, I can give you a list of stuff that i thought was pretty cool yeah <laughs> was there any that you like turned off because it freaked you out too much no okay there are a couple i turned off because i bored by him but yeah <laughs> i don't do that very often but like there annabelle was one of them i just like i couldn't get really through that. okay yeah interesting i couldn't get through that but i love the conjuring like the core conjuring movies best like yeah, the, conjuring. the best in years they were they were so good but annabelle like the spinoffs like annabelle and the nun and all that and, eh. Really, see, I really liked The Nun. I thought The Nun was great, but see, that's yeah. what's so great about creative stuff. Is yeah, exactly. Everyone's allowed to have, to have a different opinion. Exactly. Yeah, there there have been a few things that like people say, like for you know, even outside of horror, that that people really like, and I'm just like, nah. Like Seinfeld, everybody really likes that show for yeah, some reason. I've, I've never been a fan either, and yeah. and it's just like. Why? <laughs> no, but I respect everybody's opinion, unless you're yeah, a Philadelphia sure. Flyers fan. Where, but, you know, but, uh, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I see why everybody, I see why everybody finds joy in stuff. I never, never put them down for that. Cause you always need something. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs something. And, and if you create art, 
even if it's not for everybody, even mm-hmm. if there's only a couple of people who really enjoy it, it's like, dude, if if one person gets p- some great enjoyment out of your art, you're you're a winner as far as I'm concerned, right? Like that's right? so important. Even if that, even if it's just for you, yeah, and it gives no. you joy, it's so important to to do that. And I think a lot of people get caught up in the, especially in the you know content creator world, like, oh well, you know, I'm not famous. It's like, well, listen. Does this bring you joy? Does it make you happy? Yeah, then who cares about everything else, right? Like just yeah. do it because it's fun. Exactly. That's how it exactly. should be. Exactly. That, that that was the whole, you know, theme of what we were talking about earlier. Like, just do it for you. You know, I, I never had a really artistic outlet until recently. And um and I'm so glad that I did this. You know, I'm so glad that I started on this. Cause it makes me feel better. It makes me feel like I'm I'm just getting myself out there, putting myself out there. And in fact, another um, uh, exclusive for you is that at some point this year, I'm hoping to go audition for an onstage role, like a, nice. a play or something. So we'll see how that goes. But Dude, um, that's awesome, right? On. I just really want to get myself out there and on stage. I've never done a stage play, so I just think that would be really cool to do. And I mean, you've got the, you've got the look for it. You've got the chops for it. Like, it's not like you don't know how to act. Yeah. Right. Like that's something like, you know, some people like you see, like they don't really know, like even like in the voice world, right? Like you can listen to something and know, okay, like this person knows how to act. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. there's, there's no, some people they who can just like, read. They even, can read. Even in, yeah. Even in the narration <laughs> world, like. I'll listen to some people and like, I don't like to put anyone's art down. Um, but like if, if, if you're reading something off and you're just like reading it with no emotion and you're kind of just like, it's like, well, what, what are we doing here? Like, let's act a little, let's try and get into a character. Like that's, that's how I, I think a great narrator or a great voice actor should look at it is like, Hey, you're acting with your body as you're talking too, right? Yes. Cause you're, it's acting. That's what you're, yeah. that's what we're trying to do. Here. Yeah. I get like when I'm doing voiceover stuff, I, I still go through some of the motions. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just, it adds that extra little oomph to it, you know? Um, and a funny story about the acting and, and what really got the idea into my head in the first place was when I was about, um, 18 or 19, I worked at this restaurant, right? And I, I would I would do things like act like I was mad at people or 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 just like give them shit about something. And I'm just like, dude, I'm just kidding. And they were like, you should be an actor. Like a lot of people told me that. So I was just like, you know what? Put up or shut up, you know? Uh, so I went and I did it. And it's worked out for me so far. <laughs> and I think really that the sky's the limit for you, man. Honestly, like, and I'm not just saying that. Like, I think that, you know, you genuinely have the talent where you, you did uh, something for me that I, again, I was already a fan of yours, but when you sent me your track for um, tape number 10, which was a version of, um, of the rake that we did over on tape depredation mm-hmm. and it had a bunch of featured a bunch of people and you, it was a very last minute thing too. Yep. Where I yeah, realized, really- Oh my God, I need someone for this role. And it was a very odd role because mm-hmm. I'm not going to give everything away, but like people who know the rake creepy pasta, it's a, it's a note, it's a suicide note. And 
that's a that's a thing where it's like like you put yourself in, in that headspace. It's like ah, that's pretty heavy. And I was like, man, like I don't know who to ask to do this because that's something that it needs to be a very certain way. It needs to be read a certain way. It needs. To, I need someone who can really truly act. And a lot of the people that I had already asked to do voices, I was like, well, I can't ask them to do it because they are already on it. Hmm. So then I was like, man, like I need someone who can really act and who can grasp this. And the take that you sent me was just like, dude, like I like, like legit, like got kind of emotional listening to it. Really? Cause I was just wow. like, holy sh like just, it was perfect. That means a lot to me, man. It like, really holy does. Shit. So, I mean that, that made me a fan of yours. And then I heard scary corpse and I was like, okay, there's <laughs> the other side of Eric. Where it's like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I see the thing is that I'm, I'm very versatile. I, or at least I try to be. And, and so far, Nobody's had any complaints about, about what I've been doing. So, well, it's coming. And, no, I'm kidding. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Just you wait. No, but um, and I, I'm I'm always expecting to get feedback and 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 notes and stuff like that. But the fact that I don't, and I'm not saying this to be egotistical or anything, but the fact that I don't really kind of makes me so much more confident, and it makes me want to do so much more. So, well, bleh, hold on take two so many more things because you know i can't speak yeah <laughs> i liked the clap by the way that was yeah. a good touch i'm just gonna leave that in because i thought that was really cute you like nice <laughs> yep. yep take two um but anyway yeah um the fact it makes that you confident because you yeah, know exactly like, it feels yeah i i can relate to that for sure yeah, yeah. so it, it just it just makes me feel really good and the fact that they keep coming they, they keep coming back for more <laughs> I mean, what can I say? Yeah, man. Like to <laughs> to be blunt, uh, if you sucked, I would be like, yeah, man, yeah. Oh, I got something for you. Yeah, I'll be in touch. Like you know when I'm full of shit because I'll just be like, oh, yeah, I got yeah. something for you, my guy. I got something for you that I just won't send you anything. <laughs> Wait, you said that to me before. <laughs> I oh, I did. Then I sent you shit. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. yeah. He's like, I've got you something. I've got something for you. Oh, here's the stuff for you. I'm like, oh. Hmm. Wow. Oh, he's not full of shit. Yeah, no, I'm not a very good liar. So like I'm always like but I just be like, oh I'm really, yeah, man, I'm just really busy. Yeah, we'll get that part to you soon. <laughs> but yeah, man, like I, I think the sky's the limit. And I mean, I think we're gonna have another conversation even a few months from now. And we're gonna you're gonna be in a whole different situation. And I'm so okay. excited for you. I appreciate um, that. If people want to keep track of what you're doing, what's the best way that they can find you? Um, I'm trying to be more active on on Facebook, um, on my fan page on there. But you know, I've been sharing some stuff for you and for Paceline, and um, it, it's just one of those things that kind of doesn't really come to me because I've never I've never had reason to do it. Uh, that page has been up since Carver <laughs> got released, and and my brother actually started that for me. That's that's where the actor extraordinaire came from because he put it up as a joke. <laughs> And it actually kind of took off. I've got like a hundred fans on there um, and not all just friends and family. Um, but that, that would be the best way to get me. I am going to set up a web page with, uh, with things that, you know, that I'm doing um, 
between the, the voice acting and I'll update everybody on the stage stuff. And, um, but I, I still have to find the right hosting for that. Cause I need to be able to put, you know, files and stuff and on that. But if but, there's anyone who would like to potentially bring you in on a project, is there like an email they can contact you at or? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my, my main email is my AOL email. Cause you know, that's how you know I'm old. Cause I still use AOL. Um, it's, it's dragonflame three seven at AOL. That's my main email. And then I have, um, I have a Gmail also, which is Eric Robe 37 at Gmail. So either of those works and, uh, they're always open. So, <laughs> oh man, that's it. Well, and I mean, it's been a blast getting to talk with you. I'll have some links down below too, by the way, folks, if you listen to this and you're like, yeah, I think I got something for this guy, hit him up. I, I can't say enough great things about you, Eric, and I'm, I'm happy to call your friend and I'm honored that you lend me your voice for tape trepidation and I can't look forward to continue working with you in the future, man. Absolutely. Anytime. And, and apparently I, I have to add this at the end here. My best friend, my BFF, uh, Kelly, as we know, know as Jinxie, she wanted me to give her a shout out on this. So, um, yeah, I, it, I wish it was more organic than that. But yeah, she, <laughs> apparently I have a thing shout for to Kelly. We love yeah. Kelly here on the Hotter Show. Um, she knows. She knows what's up. I apparently have a thing for Canadians. You I do. Guess it's the, yes. It's the part Canadian in me. Like, I'm, like, I'm legit. My grandmother was from Toronto. So it must just be that really? magnetism. So you, yeah. got, you got like a little, uh, little Canuck Yeah, you know what you? I'm talking okay. about. Yeah. Uh, I can I can see that. Uh, you got a little Canuck <laughs> in you, I think. Yeah. Shout outs. Yeah. Shout outs to everybody over on uh, the the baseline feed Discord and the Hotter Show Discord, CM and Absolutely. Tanner and um, Jinxing and Mo and Dews and. Jackalbot snows and everybody. Y'all fucking I could rock. See, I can see I you for do hours. this without y'all. Like really, I'm this. I know we were trying to kind of close up, but let, let me get real here for a second. Like the best thing I've ever done was join Discord for the Gray Rooms, which is you know not around anymore. RIP. But I'm glad that we've all stuck together. I'm glad that we were all able to find a common ground to come back under. And I couldn't do this without you guys. Like, I appreciate you so much. This is this is the best time in my life right now that I, I, I get to be around friends all the time. I get to do this voice acting stuff. And it's just been a ton of fun. And I look forward to a lot more. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. And all the same to you as well. I appreciate you and I appreciate everybody. And the sky's the limit for you, man, and I, I can't wait to uh, continue to see what you do and just uh, I'll, I'll do my best to make sure I don't make you mad so you come over and carve me up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Eric. Appreciate you, buddy. Right. Thanks, dude. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, folks. There you have it. My chat with Eric Phones, voice actor and actor. Hope you guys enjoy that chat as much as I enjoyed recording it. Eric, thank you very much for being a part of my first real interview uh, since November. It was a lot of fun and I appreciate you working with me on that as I had to shake the cobwebs off a little bit and was still dealing with my voice recovering a little bit. So thank you very much, brother. I appreciate you. Just like I appreciate all of you for listening. Thank you so much. It means the entire world to me. If you enjoyed this episode and you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave a rating. You can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on most podcast apps, including YouTube. You can leave a, uh, an upvote, a like, that helps a lot. And comment. Commenting helps spread the word. Share this podcast with your friends if you are uh, so inclined to do so. And if you would like to support the show on social media, we do have Facebook and Instagram under The Hotter Show. We also have a Discord, which we have a ton of fun on, and I've been getting back into being a lot more active on the Discord, which is always so fun. I love interacting with everybody on there. So if you'd like to join the Discord, hit me up and I will send you a little link ski. And if you would like to support the show, maybe a little more, and get access to the Tape Shepardation Horror Narration Podcast, as well as other fun rewards, consider joining the Harder Show Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash the Harder Show. We have three tiers you can join, $1, $5, and $10. $5 and above will get you access to the Tape Shepardation Horror Narration Podcast. And once I hit my goal, I'll be announcing something really cool for the $10 and above. I'm not too, too far away from my goal. We're at about, I'm looking for $100 USD. And once I hit $100 USD, I'm going to be launching my merch store, which is going to be very exciting. And also I, I got something planned for my patrons who are $10 and above for at least two months. So stay tuned for that because we're going to have something fun. But, uh, on top of all that, if you join at any level, including the $1 level, which I still seriously, obviously appreciate very much, you get a little shout out at the end of every single episode of the show, just like I'm going to do right now to all my Patreon family. We have, of course, my man, Scott Duquette, pretty much the OG patron from October 28th, 2019. Thank you very much for all the support, brother. You know how much I love you. We got Ronan Komori, who has been a patron since April 15th of 2022. We have Wolf Delta Pi, who has been a patron since May 20th of 2022. Both of them are involved with the Baseline Feed podcast. You guys know how much I love Baseline Feed. Oh, looky here. We got my man, Eric Phones, who has been a patron since May 23rd of 2022. Eric, I mean, come on, man. You know how much I love you. 
We've got Mr. Arthur Unk, who has been a patron since May 23rd. Arthur, I appreciate the hell out of you, brother. Thank you very much. We have Mike Quintero of Shutter Radio. Uh, just a quick shout out to Mike here, folks. If you are into any kind of creepy stuff, go check out Shutter Radio. It is a fantastic horror narration podcast, formerly known as Mike's Mystery Mansion. He does a killer job on there, and he's always getting better. So go check out Shutter Radio. It is fantastic. And Mike's been a patron since June 24th of 2022. We have C.M. Peters, a fantastic author, and as well as from Baseline Feed. And she has been a patron since October 21st, 2022. We have my man, Mr. Jason Reese from J. Bridges Alerts, who has been a patron since October 26th, 2022. Jason, I mean... Come on, man. You know I love you. Appreciate the hell out of you, man. We have uh, Terry and Janet Hodder, who have been patrons since October 27th, 2022, and in an indirect way, have basically been patrons since September 7th, 1991, when I was born. <laughs> because, let's be honest, they are uh, pretty much solely responsible for all of this <laughs> in an indirect way. Thanks, Mom and Dad. I love you. We have Mr. Brandon Bowden of Bowden Voice who's been a patron since October 27th, 2022 as well. Thank you, Brandon. I love you. And last but not least, we have my buddy, Neil Skarupa, who has been a patron since October 27th, 2022. And for my tape trepidation listeners, you may or may not hear Neil on an upcoming episode. I'm super excited about that. So if you want shout-outs like that at the end of every single episode of The Hottest Show, consider joining The Hottest Show Patreon any level tier will get you access to exclusive uh, content as well as an exclusive channel on Discord and a little shout out like that at the end of every single episode of The Hotter Show. But with that, we're going to sign off here today. Thank you guys so very much if you're still listening. It means the world to me. I appreciate you. And I'll catch you next time right here on The Hotter Show. Take it easy, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.